Hey, hey, good evening. Let's talk. Uh, we got a show tonight. Uh, everybody join us, Facebook, YouTube, Periscope, um, and the Let's Talk group that's on Facebook as well. Tonight's guest, we got uh, author King Atterbury. Uh, this is my cousin. Um, this is like like we I discussed yesterday during the um the show that I had a cousin and um we we discussed about the the village aspect of uh family and getting back to it and me and my cousin linked up because we have a family page that's on Facebook so it allows us our extended family to get get to know each other and uh my cousin is an author as well as a poet and uh I'd like to uh introduce him. To the audience, he's in the group already. What's going on, King? Hey, what's going on, everybody? How y'all doing? When I <laughs> King Atterbury signed on, yeah, man, it's a beautiful thing, man. Thank you for having me on your show. Appreciate no that. Problem. Hey, uh, give us a little bit of back. Give my audience a little background about yourself. Where you from, and so forth. Well, originally I'm from Harlem, New York. You know, uh, right now I'm residing in. Uh, South Jersey, Cape May, actually North Cape May, but I lived in Cape May also down here at the shore, 45 minutes from Lang City. But um, in the beginning, you know, I was up there in New York, you know what I'm saying, just working, handling my hand do. But at a young age, you know, I was going in the studio just playing around with the microphone and uh, uh, throwing some things down, you know, as a youth. Well, I moved down here when I was 21, so that gives you the age bracket. I'm 48 now. But I never knew that it would take me to this tier of writing books, you know? So it was just something I was doing and, uh, you know, that's where I was at. So, but at the same time, um, I moved down here after my mom passed away in 1992 of September, you know? So I just wanted to branch out and uh, just uh, do my own thing. That was my own way of digressing off the passing of her life. So you, know? you, so you grew up in, you grew up in Harlem? Yes, yes, sir. Okay, went to school there. Went to school day. there, junior high school, high, uh, public school, high, junior high school, high school, and then I left. Well, what happened was, too, um, in, in high school, I dropped out. You know, I went to a vocational training school. So I just felt like um, school just wasn't for me at that moment. You know, plus I was just going through a few things, too, when my father passed away. My father passed away in October of 1984. So I was still trying to see where my life was going, like without having a father in your life. You know, we had a lot of men in our family that um, made up for that, but there's nothing like not having your father around, you know. So at the time I was 13 when he passed, he was 32 years old. Okay. You know? so, 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 so tell us about this journey of writing. Was it more of, just writing down your thoughts or, or, you know, the poetry coming from, uh, coming from, you know, Harlem during that time, the early nineties, you was around all that, you know, the Harlem, uh, the Renaissance. era. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, and the hip hop, the hip hop culture had really like taken that over too. in Harlem at time. So, so give us some, uh, history on what made you start to, uh, write. Well, the writing always been in me, you know, I used to be on my terrace, writing little rhymes and everything like that, writing girls or uh, poetry and stuff like that, you know, but um, they had a program in high school called the mini school program, which I attended. Didn't have to, but I just thought it was something for me to do. So um, during the course of the mini school program, which um, they had that at City College, um, you know, up in New York, 
of course. Um, so I took a couple of courses. I took photography because I always like taking pictures. You know, it's something I got from my dad. Um, and also they had a poetry class, and they had um, the other class I took was uh, trying to cooking. You know what they call um, I forgot the other name for it, but so what struck my, what struck my interest was taking the pictures. We was using a black and white camera, so I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. You know, what I'm saying something you can learn. But at the same time, when I took the poetry class, the teacher that I had was uh, Abi Odun from The Last Poets. He taught us about cadence, <laughs> the riding the rhythm, the listen for the melodies, and everything like that. I'm always a student in the game. So, you know, I always took all that in. So it was just like, okay, you know what I'm saying? You, I learned it. And I was just like, okay, but I never utilized it. But my father always taught us about reading books and stuff like that, you know. So I was always a book reader. So even though I was writing my little rhymes and everything like that, but I was able to go into the studio and freestyle a lot of stuff because I listened to the melodies and everything. I was like, forget all this paper stuff I wrote down. So, you know, moving forward in life, I took care of my kids. You know, when my mother passed away, I decided to move out of Harlem and come to South Jersey. So taking care of the kids, just living life, working, and doing everything that needs to be doing to add provisions for my family. So I wound up moving back to New York in 97. So that was like 93 when I was working. Moved back in 97, things wasn't too good up in New York. So I decided to move back down to Cape May where everything just evolved into what it was gonna be. I got in a little trouble, wound up being incarcerated. Um, which wasn't long, I mean, through God's grace. So when I when I got out, I you know I already had my job, you know, saying that I was working. So I got my job back, and where I've been ever since. I started in uh, nursing, I mean, um, mm -hmm. dietary department. Then I went into nursing. But okay. anyway, I was always, I always learned how to recycle the energy that you're around, whether it's negative, positive, anything that's a disturbance in your your own force. You know, your body is a is a vessel which contains the spirit, you know, and the soul. So I was just already writing and writing a little bit and just trying to find my way through this world when I because of the hiccup in life of being incarcerated. So I was already writing and then moving forward, I got wound up getting married later on, 2009. So I was still writing and just living life. And then my daughter saw some of my poetry and she like, dad, why, why don't you share that with the world? And I'm mm -hmm. like, eh, I said, that's kind of whack and corny. <laughs> you know, so, so I mean, not like that, but I'm just saying like, you know, I figure my hip hop days been over, you know, I'm a grown man now. So, and my God sister too, she was like, Joe, share that with the world. You write some nice, interesting poetry. And I was like, yeah. So I just, at work, you know, I'm a home health, I mean, I'm a CNA, certified nurse's aide, and I'm also a medication aide. So you're dealing with all these personalities at work. You're helping the elderly. You're going through a whole lot of things there to try to help preserve their life. You know, so it can get, it can become very hectic sometimes, you know. But when you have the compassion and the love to give to these folks, it's there. But at the same time, when you leave out of there, how do you leave that in the job place, you know? They're yeah. still there. You leave to go home. You know what I mean? Yeah. So so I figured out, I said, you know what? 
I need to go back into what I was doing before I moved down to Cape May, period. You know, so I went back into meditations, doing meditations and prayer with my aunts. They taught me about, you know, at a young age. So, you know, it was like when I first started doing that, then when I moved down here, I just left that all out alone. I was hanging out, you know, with my kid's mom and everything and just forgot about all the principles and the things that I learned about. But moving forward and coming back to now, so I put out what happened when I put out the first book. I had everything in a, in a bookshelf on Amazon, Kindle Direct Publishing. So I went down. I said, you know, oh, and at the same time, I used to drive the bus for the job, too, <laughs> on Wednesdays. So I took them to the lighthouse in West Cape Bay. Okay. So, well, no, oh, I know where, yeah. come people, yeah. come people in the chat, they should know about the, uh, the, the lighthouse. Yeah, so you know, I'm like, this is nice. I said, I drove them here. I need to start going in and meditating when I it's about it's being in nature, the green and everything like that. Like I said, I'm all in for that. So I'm like, I went down there. It was drizzling a couple of drops. I said, I'm not gonna let that stop me. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, you know, I'm taking selfies and all that type of stuff, feeling good. The energy is beautiful that early in the morning. So then I went down to where I used to work at. I used to work at this hotel doing laundry. So um I went down there and said hello to everybody. Went on the mall to speak to a couple of people I knew. Saw it downpouring raining. You know what I mean? I'm like, oh, man, should I take the, the other bridge near the lobster house? It's a big bridge. You know what I mean? So I went the other route. Excuse me. So I went the other route through West Cape May, where the lighthouse is. I wasn't even going the speed route, the, um, the speed that, that goes along that area. I went 10 miles under. My wheels tracked up a lot of water and I hydroplane. I was going so fast. I felt like I was in one of them Tom Cruise movies. You know, <laughs> I can laugh about it now, but I wasn't laughing when I was in that car. I That's the another thing I practiced, stillness. So I'm like saying to myself like, homeboy, you're not gonna make it up out of here. It's, it's, this is a bye-bye moment. But you lived a good life, though. You know what I'm saying? You was all right. I wasn't scared or nothing. I just was, like, just very calm. And just, like, this is messed up, so messed up. I just meditated. I just prayed. Like, how? Yeah. I've been doing this for years now. You know what I'm saying? I went back to meditations and stuff. So this is 2017 I'm talking about, you know? So here be known a higher power intervention. I saw the tree, I saw the pole on my left, my right-hand side. There was an SUV in front of me. I went between the pole and the tree and, and the SUV. Went into the wine vineyard, but it just stopped in front of it. Only thing that happened is my windshield got smacked. So I was like, the lady never made the turn. She was like, oh my God, are you okay? I said, I'm fine, man. And I'm just sitting there like this. Of all things for me to say out my mouth, you know, God, look at my windshield. How much is that gonna cost me? <laughs> so I went to work that day later on I was fine, I didn't hurt myself or anything I went online and I just put the first book out wow. and, I, and that's why I labeled it Through My Eyes From The Sky You know, let and me, I'm sure, let, me, I'm sure. let me ask you a question I'm going to just backtrack one second cause, Okay um, when, you, when, you, when you share your story And you tell people That you studied at the hands Of one of the last poets did you realize who he was when you when you were when he was your teacher? Like, did you really oh, understand? Oh, like, oh, Mr. Abiodun? Yeah. Did you know? Oh, like, yeah, I knew who he was. 
Okay. Yeah, and you know the crazy thing, I felt the connection with him because you know he kind of favored my father a little bit. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I kind of really took to him and how he was talking and everything. I was like, yo, he reminded me of my father when I at an older age a little bit. I don't know <laughs> something about his face or not. So, so I, I kind of like connected on that level, spiritual level. But, um, yeah. So you know, so, um, I knew so he let, was. So let me ask you, who who would you say would be like? The person that inspired you to read it would be your pops. Yes, yes, sir. That you know, just just a quick note. That's the uh, reason why I asked that because we we want to always try to promote um, how the fathers are doing. We always hear negative things that fathers aren't in people's lives, aren't in their kids' lives, and obviously your father had a major impact on your life and, as well, and how he molded you for who you are today. And you know, cause my father was in and out of the system. My father was a street guy, but every time when he came home, he always tried to make a difference and do things with his kids, whether it's take them to the movies, take them to the park and play or talk to us, you know? So the one book that he passed on to my brother that passed on to me was the book by Claude Brown, Man Child mm. in the Promised Land. Mm. That book, <laughs> that book was deep. It was powerful, man. That opened the door, man. I was just like, that's Harlem. That's Harlem yeah. at its best one. I remember going up on Humphrey Fifth Street, playing and stuff like that. When I read all these, the, what Claude Brown wrote, I was like, wow, fascinated. You know? Yeah, the audience, the audience, um, the chat really likes it. Um, we have a we have a bunch of people in the chat and in the page that read. Yeah. So, so one of the questions that somebody asked you before you read a part of your first book was, "What type of books do you write?" Uh, to, I let them know you was into poetry, but uh, I know you don't. You write more than just poetry. We, yes, uh, I do. Yes, we're sir. gonna get to it. Hopefully, everybody just have a little patience with us. But yeah. uh, what what type of books do you write? The books that I write, well, I have been writing right now. The seven books that I have out on Amazon is they're poetry books. But they're not just average poetry when I it's it's through the mind, body, and soul. You know what I mean? It's like I've taken it's like being a narrator for the world. Like I just wanted to like, I don't know, I channel different energy being a meditator, and I write these things and people come back to me and say, Hey, when you wrote that that poem, this, that, and the other, and I was like, I I feel and personally believe that God sends me down a signal, you know of what to write, whether it's in my own way or whichever it is. Sometimes I can't explain to people like, how did I just write them 12 lines in 15 minutes? You know, and that's not to be braggadocious or anything like that, but I do, you know, because I thought to myself, uh, everybody always focus on 16 lines. And I said, what can I really say in 12 lines? So I started writing in 12 lines. Some I might write a little more, but it, but I feel like the signal that comes down to me is what God wants me to interpret out to the world through my books, you know? So yeah. that's why I labeled the so, first book, Through My Eyes From The Sky. Read, read a portion of that for us, brother. Okay, um, I, ha I, have, I have one book right here. That's uh, Through My Eyes From The Sky. Get a nice, nice poem for you. Okay, I have one here, it's called um, Ocean in the Bay. I used to go with the flow, but now I'm under time management. 
Move so fast through the week, can't tell where the time went. When I chill, I'm in the white whip, headed here and there. Destination, I don't know, I just drive, feel in the air. Find a place to park in the light, never in the dark. Reintroduce me to the streets, holding off the bark. True indeed, a king in his own right. Commission his duty. Wonder who is he, son of a universe, truly. Man of God, going hard, no squad, crew, or team. Solo activist, extreme measures, poetry, theme. Carry light through visions of thoughts, seeing a caper. Working my jobs as if unlimited to an extra paper. Givers and takers, don't test the hands and legs of me. My legacy can be biographic in New York City. In Cape May, I break the barriers on jobs with work ethics. Bullshit, I just forget it and let the Lord get it. That's the ocean in the bay. And that's the first book you wrote right there. Through my eyes from the sky. And, and basically, because that book right there was the book, after you had that situation with the car, that was like, yo, let me go home and write. Let me, it's, it's, I, I got the vision. Well, actually, I just threw that book in the air. It didn't have no chapters in it, nothing. It was just bed back. And then I, I asked my friend, who's a fellow poet, I asked her because she outlined everything and chapter it out for me. I just threw it out there because I was like, I could have died. You know what I mean? Like in that that crash, I was going so fast and it was just like, I'm done. Like, I guess I did whatever I did on earth to, you know. But um, yeah, that was the first book. So after that, matter of fact, September, she did a revision of the book. I just started writing and writing more. It seemed like whatever happened to me in that car crash with me crashing, it seemed like God just put his hands on me and said, this is what I want you to do. I want you to continue writing these books and you're going to feel what, what I bring to you. And you're going to do it no matter what you go through. I don't care. You're, and I was going through some stuff <laughs> just because, and it's like he said, don't worry about it. I got you. Mm. I got you. Don't worry about it. One of the, one of the things I'm going to let the audience know is that, um, uh, my cousin shared some things with me that really uh, really hit home. Um, we we never we had never talked about our personal experiences uh, with the trials of life, and uh, my cousin's books is uh, is in the prison system. And anybody that knows about books going in the prison system, a lot of books are hard to get in the prison system because uh, administration in prisons really don't want certain material to get to people because a lot of books have a major influence on people's behaviors in the prison. It, it, it can, it can make you radical if it's a radical book or it, it can, it can inspire you in a good way. So tell us about your books being in the prison system in New York city. Well, New York up, upstate and all that. Okay. I have a, I have a cousin that's uh, been incarcerated for a great amount of years. He's a, he's a younger cousin. As I said, I'm 48, he's 32 years old. So I have a big jump on age with him. So my granduncle told me, he said, uh, hey, why don't you share some of your books with him? Maybe you can learn a few things from your literature. So I said, okay. So I sent him all seven books. And when he got those books, him and his friends was having debates over what I wrote in those books. Not a bad debate or mean or anything malicious or nothing. It was just an educational, intellectual, like, yo, you saw what he wrote? I can relate to that. 
And I'm like, when he when he's emailing me back this stuff, I'm like, really? Like, wow. And he's like, cuz we have 11 o'clock at night, we have debates on what you write in your books. I I, I repeat your poems, and then we have debates on it. You know, we like, yo, what you think he meant by that when he said that? They catch lines on there and they feeling it. So I just appreciate that. So what I did was because of the fact that my books are locked under Amazon, so my next poetry book, I made it free, like like a like a freelance. I have my own ISBN number, so I can put it anywhere I want, even though it'll be on Amazon, but it's gonna be a free spirit. I put it in the jail system by itself without no hassle, put it in any bookstore, anywhere. So but these guys, they they really giving me salutes on the books. They like, yo, how can I get a book? And my cousin is like, yo, I'll contact my cousin and see what we need to do so you can get one, get a copy, autograph copy they want. Not just a book, they want the autograph. <laughs> so what I did was I ordered some more books. So when they put the orders in, I'll send them out to them individually. So, so let me ask you, going through your trials of life, you know, Going to, going to school, having your, your near death experience. Um, how did it feel to you like to get that letter, that email back from him and be like, "Yo, I impacted my cousin who I really don't know because he's been gone, and guys in prison like I really have an effect on them." Like, how did how did that feel? What was that? What was that feeling like? That that energy right there. That I wasn't gonna write no more poetry books. I was going to work on these novels. I got three novels I'm working on. You know, so I said, you know what? The biggest sacrifice in the world is doing something for somebody else. Mm, say that again. Not, I said, the biggest sacrifice in the world is doing something for somebody else who's not asking you to do it. Pay attention. Go ahead. You know? So I said, you know what? I'm going to put those on the back burner for a minute. No matter how much high energy I have about those three books, I'm like, yo, these need to come out this shit. But <laughs> but I write fast though. I'm a I'm one of those type dudes that be on some Dr. Spock type thing. You know, so I was like, you know what? I'm gonna do this for my cousin. You know, I never met him a day in my life. I know his mother, me and I talked all the time. I didn't even know he existed. But my granduncle asked me for a reason, and I know that had to be through the higher power. So me and him been talking back and forth. I mean, he said, yo, I feel like I knew you all my life, man. He said, your books, man, I hate to be nosy and ask you this. How do you even write these stuff? Like, wh where does it come from? And you know what I told him? I said, it comes from the higher source. He said, you just think about it and write it? I said, I hear music or anything, and I just get it. Yeah. Wow. I feel like um, like a lot of people told me, they said, God has given you a gift. Don't waste it. Let the uh, let, let the people in the chat know where they can find your books at exactly, because all, all my books are available on Amazon through paperback and also the electronic book, the ebook on Amazon. So so what's next? When when the next book coming out? It's, it's, you got two coming out next year, right? Nah, I got this next one coming out by June. Okay. I just put the last two out on one on Thanksgiving. I put on I put out one uh, two days before Christmas. Wow. So people are just they 
fascinated because they like, where you get that energy to just, and I said, that's the higher power, the source. When you stay connected to the source, you do things out of the goodness of your heart, this, God is always going to bless you. Your blessing might not come today, tomorrow, next week, but it's going to come down the line. All you need to do is pray for a window of opportunity. You, when yeah, that opportunity you, come for you, just just take it because you asked you, for it. I'm going to ask you a question. Did you ever yes. think about, you know, like how we met through the family reunion, yeah. <laughs> through our page? Did you ever think about doing a, a, a history on our family? I'm already on them ropes. It's gonna take a little minute, but I'm on I'm on the ropes right now, cause you know I, I'm I'm fig, trying to figure out who, what, where, why, and how. <laughs> but but the, but the thing is, I didn't. T this what I didn't tell you though. We already have like a historian in our family. I just didn't. We didn't get to that to that yet. Mm -hmm. You know, we have a cousin. He's been having me like knowing this, knowing that, knowing that, knowing this. We have a real deep, big family. <laughs> yeah, like, fact, I, that, like, like that, I don't really know. It's funny that you said that because um, I know my fa my father's side of the family. I know pretty well. Yeah, me and you related to my mother's side of the family. Okay, and, um, you know this is this is all new and this is yeah, but this is I, important. And it's like like I was telling, like I was talking to the co-host of the show, yeah, the young ladies, is that. We're from North New Jersey, most of us, and you were right in Harlem. So it's yeah. like we probably done came cross paths. Me and you talked shit about, uh, you know, 155th, the polo grounds and stuff like that, Rucker Park and all that stuff. So we probably done cross paths, man. And it's, it's, it's amazing that, um, you know, our connection was right there alone and we finally was there, blessed yeah. to finally hook up. Well, here, I got one for you, cuz. I have one right here. My Aunt Gloria, she always lived in Newark or East Orange. Wow. For, for me growing up. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And your other cousin, I mean, may she rest in peace, Miss uh, Gertrude Thompson. She always lived in Newark. Wow. So here's the other thing. We're related to like about 60 to 65% of Georgia. Wow. That's interesting. It's like 13 to 15 <laughs> families that we all connected with in Georgia. That's interesting. Yeah, man. So, 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 cause you got these books coming out. Like, what's next? Like, you ever have you ever think about like taking it to the to the to the screen? <laughs> I haven't thought about that, but I'm working on a spoken word CD by the same title, um, "The Man Behind the Hands." You know, I got your number. That's the name of the next book that's coming out. "The Man Behind the Hands." I got your number. Okay, that's that's good, man. You know, because I'm gonna tell you, man, I appreciate you. We have been trying to hook up with this interview for a couple of weeks, man. It's, <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, we've been missing each other because I told you my schedule's been kind of crazy. Because I appreciate you. Um, appreciate you like, too. You because... know, you you're you're in the, you're on the page on um on the, on Facebook as well in the Let's Talk page. So if anybody that's watching uh, would like to reach out to him, just type his name in there and it'll pop up. Yeah, Joel Washington Atterbury. I'm right there. I use different mm -hmm. monikers, but it's an energy thing. That's all, basically. Hey, they, it's energy. They, but it, that's my father's name. So, you know, I carry my father's spirit with me. You know, anything that I do here out, it's all about my father's spirit and his energy. It doesn't take away from the other families that I'm related to or anything like that. And 
if other people look at my pictures and stuff like that, you'll see I look just identical to him on that. You know what I mean? So my, I always know that my father is with me with anything that I do. So right now, I do want to do the spoken word CD, which will happen. But um, I also want to journey down different paths. You know, so if somebody reach out to me and they want me to do a project with them, I'm a very humble guy. You know, I just I'm open to whatever it is. You know, I'm just I'm just right how there. Can they, how can they reach you? Give me your email, cuz. My email is um a t Atterbury a t t e r b e r r y seventy one at icloud.com. So anybody that want to uh, link up, I mean, if they have anything that they know that he, my cousin may be interested in, as well as um some assistance, he'll be more than uh willing to assist you with anything that you may uh try you know, to message be me. To do. I have a project I'm working on also with a cousin of mine. We're just taking our time. Um, she she She's an illustrator. So to challenge myself, I've been writing poetry to her illustrations. Mm. I've never done that before. So it is more I have to tap into the abstract part of my creativeness, and and which is not very hard, but it's just I take my time. I let, I let God deliver me on it, you know, and, and that's what I do. I, you know, I just allow God to take place, you know. And I'm gonna show the I'm gonna show the folks one more thing too. This book right here, uh, in God's hands. Now, I don't know if they can see it. Okay, they can see I'm it. Like, yeah, that that particular book. My friend of mine, I was going through something. My friend of mine, she took me up. We was up in Yonkers, uh, Yonkers, New York. She said, hey, I got a meditation spot where I go to. And I was like, oh, yeah? I said, oh, okay. I said, can you take me there? She was like, cool, we childhood friends. So what's funny is the, the sun was shining across the water directly at me and her. Mm -hmm. And she was like, why don't you do your meditations right now? And I was like, yeah. I said, the sun is shining bright and it's blinding the heck out of my eyes with these glasses <laughs> on. So I, I didn't even know she took the picture. I said, okay, I'm going to do one of my other meditations. So I'm out there like this with, you know, all stretched out and I'm talking to the ancestors because you always talk to the ancestors when you're near water. You know what I mean? So I'm like right there. So she took the picture. So later on, she showed me the picture. I was like, wow. I didn't even do the book yet. You know what I'm saying? I was already in the cut cusp of doing it. So I'm mm -hmm. like, Wow. She said, you know what? Well, she called me booby. So she was like, I think that picture would be nice on the go. So I already picked out the thing. And I said, you know what? I said, you think so? I said, that looked kind of corny. She was like, no, look at you. You, you, you. It's like you're feeling God's power on that. And I was like, all right. And you know, a lot of people liked it. They was like, that's nice. I was like, I said, yeah. So after that book, I started, I said, okay, that's through my eyes from the sky, part two, in God's hands. Because your life is always in God's hands. Mm -hmm. I don't care how you want to look at it or how you want to like receive it, but it is, though. But after I did that book, I said, you know what, Joe, you on a roll, kid. My, my daughter was like, Dad, why don't you do another one? I was like, you know what? Maybe I could do something that other people ain't do. I don't think they did. Maybe I could do three in one year. I said, that'll be fly. Then now I'm on the Harlem tip. I'm like, yo, that'll be fly. You know, said three in one year. Yo, you that dude. But I was just like, nah, I'm just like, you, you had to, you had to, you had the double CD, huh? Huh? <laughs> you had the double CD, huh? Well, and so I said on this one, 
I put my granddaughter on the cover. I said, you know what? I'm going to let the world see the marvelous measures of me. You know, because I'm, I'm doing some things now. Like, you, need to, you need to look at yourself in a different light. And I was like, uh. so I said, you know what? It's the marvelous measures of me. So I did that one. I still had the writer's bug. I'm writing, writing, writing almost every day. So then that's when this took place. This picture right here, that's when I was at the lighthouse. That, that day, that's the day of the accident. That's why I, I titled it Seeing the World Through My Spiritual Eyes. Okay. You know, and, and you know, um, that, that has a very high significance within me, you know, because I said I could have lost my life. And look at all the things you done did. You're still here. God has, God has something special planned for you. And a few people in the church, they've been telling me that too. Different people in the spiritual walks of life, they've been telling me, they said, it's something about your spirit. I, I, I feel something with your spirit. And I'm like, yeah, what you feel? He's like, you, only, you know what it is. And I was like, okay. I said, we're well, speaking in parables now. <laughs> I said, so, you know, just for people to know, the, these are African elekes. They're prayer beads from Africa. You know, um, I, a lot of my family are into the Yoruba culture, um, which is the African culture. Um, so I've also, I'm a part of that also, but I studied the spiritual side of things. Yes, somebody in the somebody in the chat. Those are those are both pen names that my cousin uses. So you can look up King Atterbury or Joe Harris. Both names you'll be able to find them on Amazon. And also, um, my a female cousins of mine they asked me to write this book. You know, um, from me to you, the memo, because they felt like I should write some poetry for the women out there. So I said, okay, I don't usually be taking. Uh, criticism too much, <laughs> but I said, you know, these are my female cousins. They like my poetry, so I'm gonna I'm gonna open that door. So I did it, you know, just like this one right here. Um, you know, just like candy. This book, particular, uh, the Galatron Files. Um, there's a story behind that. Mm -hmm. Um, the the first King Atterbury book. You know, I was already on Ancestry searching for a lot of family and everything like that, and I came across a couple of people. Whereas um, the one woman, she she introduced me to my grand aunt. She said, "Did you know you have grand aunts still living?" And I was like, "I don't have no grand aunts still uh, living." Somebody would like you to read a poem from your the woman's poem book. One of the oh, young okay. ladies would like you to read a poem. Sure, if you don't mind. No, I don't mind at all on that. All right. Okay. This one is called Another Day on the Wave. Only you I see in the morning, sky singing hello to the clouds. I'm already out the house ready to see what the bay talking about. Nice cool breeze as I sit on the rail of the walkway. Beginning of my day, I love to meditate and pray. Trust and believe, read some scriptures, take pictures. Prepare my great November so I can adjust to December. Winter time, something have fun with summer bumping. Capturing that new year loving without running, I got her blushing. Pockets and features, doesn't matter. I provide different ladders. Open my private skill set and bake with special batter. In my heart recipe, what I prepare for you and me. 
fix your posture and make sure that your body is healthy and sexy. Another day on the wave. Hey, hey, pay attention. Love Jones part two, y'all. Well, for that <laughs> for that person that requested a poem, I'm going to read another one for them, okay? Mm -hmm. This one is called Never Know. Okay. What happened to women that lived as real strong ladies? Perhaps some went crazy, got lazy, and lost a lot, maybe. I'm trying to understand how they become broke down. I guess dealing with these clowns that took away their sound. My vibe resonates at a frequency that's magnetic. The only female get it is the type that is kinetic. Some be pathetic, yet still word to the heart. Renovate or build yourself back up inside your smart. Get that real cool loving from a soul that is caring. Through it all, become daring and be careful what you're hearing. Watch the doors to your hall. Never know what touch your walls. That's why I like to take a tour mentally and explore. King Atterbury. Find, find King Atterbury, Amazon, <laughs> and uh, as well as Kindle. Hey, Cuz, appreciate yes. you. Appreciate uh, you too. We're going to definitely... Uh, we gonna we gonna link back up before uh, we gonna do another we gonna do a show together before we your uh, next book release man we gonna definitely do something and uh, appreciate yes, you uh, thanks for joining us don't 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 uh, don't click off but uh, the audience appreciates you man and uh, appreciate like everybody said, too man, thank y'all for tuning in y'all have a good night and uh, he's available y'all. <laughs>